Welcome to Never Stop Learning. I'm your host, baby. What's up? It's Wes. Welcome to episode 52. We have an amazing conversation for you today. It's with my friend Colin. Colin and I go way back, back to the old five years ago when we uh, shared a workspace and had our cubicles back to back and basically have stayed friends ever since. And yeah, Colin and I, this is like a really unique one. Colin and I are friends. We haven't had a chat in at like around a year probably. Um, and so we kind of do some classic catching up as well as diving deep into our lives. This is kind of a little just cute little moment of you know me sharing my life with him vice versa and I love the way that that he kind of dives in and and tries to help me you know navigate shine some light on on some of the topics we're talking about some of the ways we are you know grabbing on to lessons from the pandemic or from all of our experiences from where we're at right now um and it's really cool so um i do feel like it's a little bit slow i mean maybe it's me it was kind of hard for me to listen to my weird rambling for the first 10 minutes so bear with me wink wink but besides that of me being a ramble daddy which hey guys this is my podcast if you're not into the ramble jambles then get to move on (laughs) um yeah really cool all right i'll shut up um we're gonna put in a tiny little song here in the beginning and then we're gonna vibe hope you liked today's episode i did peace y'all we got a lot on our minds some days that's all right yo thank you homie Yo, who this crazy LA boy out here? Yo, craziness is in the places that I've been going And I ain't keeping track of all the destinations where I'm flowing to I'm just going to where I'm meant to go And I ain't remember, I don't keep itineraries And I don't really keep very good memories But I'm taking a few pictures But mostly just vibes, freestyle vibes I am alive, nobody telling me how I can live Live? I'm just trying to avoid lots of the old fibs that I was telling Cause I was just hiding my shame Now I know that it's not a game I know that I can expose myself and vulnerability is the way It's the way that I connect with all the homies out in this world And I know that I'm stepping towards lots of femininity And it's coming true and it feels good to me And I love to be this man and this guy and this person And I fly high every single moment I've been thinking about the places where I'm headed Look, destination's really dope Cause it's really nice to know a destination and a direction Mostly like a compass direction Cause I don't really know where fuck I is headed But I know that I'm going with them good intentions I've been learning how to make a many million friends I know that life will never end Cause we just want consciousness My westness may disappear someday I will always be here I am the light behind these eyes I can learn to find all the different ways I can vibe with this light I can learn not to hide That's what Jesus said Is shut that light shine Cause these bushel baskets stay as covered with shame And cover it up And life is a game But sometimes I don't really know why We get so curled up inside life 
and then we can curl up in our bed in depressive states and just binge watch and just binge eat but i know it's hard because i'm here with you and i do the same so we do what we do because we coming true this life and i know we got ups and downs and even if you was really down like rock bottom that's okay if it's middle bottom then there's no way you can go up but you could go down on another day so what you need to come to terms with is how you can get the recipe from shit that you didn't plan from shit that you never planned from shit that you don't really know where the fuck are we supposed to go nobody told me the answers i got these questions and now we got google but i just need to learn to trust myself i know that all the answers are out there but they ain't be recipe for me i know that i'm so complete but i need to remember me in those moments when i have old fuck up tendencies that's like some old habits and some old patterns but we change this shit and we healing shit and we growing shit and i'm telling you i'm in love with this life Ooh wee. Colin, what up, man? Uh, yeah, what up? How are you? Can you hear me okay? I can. Okay. Uninterrupted, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, congrats on your life, man. I mean, that's fun. Sounds funny to say, but you know what I mean. I think I do. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it does it does sound funny to say when you just say it like that congrats on your congrats life. on your but, life. <laughs> i mean you know what congrats on your life wes hey thank we're you we're both we're both living there's much to celebrate congratulations there really is <clears throat> and i think in a lot of ways like we're both ushering in new chapters of our life i mean that that's always happening right as we live but Mm -hmm. i think like it especially i'm thinking about it because i feel like that was kind of where we were at when we became friends ushering Mm. in uh, ushering in a new chapter yeah that's real i mean that that resonates for sure yeah what would you say now you're at like like if you feel now that you are ushering in a new chapter, what does that feel like? Or what is the chapter? Or is that is that part of the process is discovering the chapter? Yeah, <clears throat> I, th- I think like a big part of it is realizing that I'm the author. And like, it's interesting to think about like, okay, like my perspective and my choice of what I do is like authoring this this new chapter and yet like through the creation of the stories there's like like what makes a good story like there's it's not I'm not seeking the path with no stones that might that I might trip on right like so even in me I mean, outside of the metaphor, like a big thing is just me actually kind of giving myself space to explore my art outside of like my old ideas about kind of like art being like this kind of like hobby of mine 
and like my real life was like this other thing. And so for me, it's like the merging and basically me learning how to fucking actually dream and articulate my goals and set myself in a new direction, like a domino effect to being like, yeah, I can just in my mind tell myself that these dominoes exist towards me like leaning into more and more creative projects with collaboration and by myself and with music and without music and like all of that stuff was I think up until like the past year I think this murky foggy potential that I kind of had hopes for, but never had allowed myself to see in my head. Hmm. What do you think, what like flipped or, or what allowed you to see it? Like it's in the past few year, right? Did, was there a switch or <clears throat> was it a gradual process? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you're saying, if I'm hearing you right, it's like part of it was just, you were in your own way, right? Like you didn't allow yourself to see it. But right. what, what changed to make that happen? I think <clears throat> I had a little bit of an, like a, an opportunity to where my kind of like connect the dots kind of mentality um, about like, where I was setting my energy in search for a job that's going, that I'm going to make a living from. Mm. And like, even yesterday on the podcast, I was talking about my, like still being weighed down by the conditioning of like always wanting to be seen as the most employable person like to kind of be projecting this thing that was like clean, clean cut, like semi-professional, you know, not like, I, yeah. Like, and, and so I think especially, I mean, even kind of from college possible being that step where I'm like, okay, like this is like working in this field kind of was this extra level in my own head. And, you know, I went and taught English for sixth graders in Thailand. And it was like, I need to be like, like I, I kind of was like, I can't be a rated R type guy if I want to be a serious mm. person in the world. Interesting. And I, like, actually, like, I, I think I didn't allow myself to look at that because it seemed like, well, duh, that's what everyone has to do. Like, I don't, I was kind of like, no one's going to maybe pick apart my cursing on like a freestyle video. But I was kind of thinking like, you know, even when I initially came back to the States in the start of right when the pandemic started, I was planning to work at a summer camp. And so again, it was this layer of like, I have to be pro professing mm. and, and, and showing this like role model thing. And like that in a way was 
a like kind of putting up this this little wall on like the totality of what I felt I was allowed to share like basically on the internet mm-hmm. and still up until basically quarantine I kind of was just like yeah like I have a really comfortable like I'm comfortable showing you know my art to people but I wasn't really focusing much on that in mm. lots of my life um so feeling like I no longer <laughs> am gonna like think about that because it's just like it's not even a real worry like mm-hmm. I, I feel like opportunities that that are gonna lie in front of me that I might have an idea about now or, or might come as a complete surprise down the road like it's not gonna be the right one for me if like if I'm going to be in a place where my shit is nitpicked mm. by potential employer. And it's just like letting myself free from that worry and saying like, I'll let it happen as it comes. Like, you know, I, I have a, you know, I, I have a misdemeanor, like my background checks, you know, that's this other similar type of thing, right? They're going to run my background check. They're going to, you know, scour my Facebook. That's kind of like this story about like, how it is to when I'm sending out applications, like hope they don't see that photo with me and with the beer in my hand. And like, while those worries aren't ever actually big, I kind of only realized the weight of them when during quarantine, when I know, when I was not thinking about employers, Mm. I kind of stepped closer and closer towards like breaking down a wall where I'm talking about, more stuff and and getting out of my way and not self-editing for worry of Mm. what others will see because I can't control what they see. Right. I mean, there's a lot of like assumptions too in our own like judgments of self, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like at one point in what you were just saying, you said like, you you had assumptions or presumptions about like ways to present that would qualify you as a role model type. Right. Yeah. But then in the past year, finding different avenues and different ways that you're coming into yourself, what's to say you're not fully embracing this role model archetype. Right. Like like, like, like we, we have our own judgments of self being like, Oh, well that's the role model. Like no one's going to look up to me if I make X choice or if I do this thing, but it's like, no, like role models are just people that, set a good example for people to look up to right the example may not be you know the shirt and tie office job like that and that's the thing part of it i think is it, it, uh, i don't know i don't want to spiral us out of control here but like it's just like the trap of capitalism <laughs> you know what i mean uh, the fact that that's like that weighs so heavily on so much of what you just shared it's like mm-hmm. at least that's that's what i'm hearing yeah totally <laughs> The other day for the first time I think ever, I actually like I actually blamed something on capitalism where I was like I was part of this group for basically the past year and it was a really good community for me, really good learning. Uh it, it was good. Like it was a healthy thing for me and it was it was solid. And then as we've come out of I mean, we're still in a pandemic, but as as restrictions have been lifted, my part time job came back 
Yeah. Right. And th- those two things conflicted. And I straight up told this group, I was like, listen, I would much rather be with you all on these evenings, but like capitalism, like, it, it, you know, it's, I, I wish I didn't want to, this is your job to you make know. money, but yeah. it's like, and again, it's not my primary source of income. So I could like, I could, I could shake it off, but it's just, there's too much temptation there with like, I, you know, I got to make money to do the things that I want to do. And X, Y, Z. And it's like, damn, it really is a system. Yeah. I've, I've really come to face it in a new way. <clears throat> Basically like because of quarantine, I was mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, my like plans were interrupted mm-hmm. and then, and then I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, well, because of capitalism, I, I like, I, and literally here's what it is. I was like, I have to pay my student loan payments. Mm-hmm. Like, even though all of the jobs I had lined up for the next, you know, however many months had fallen through, obviously. And so uh, I started working for DoorDash. And the way that after, you know, the initial month and how everything was so weird in the beginning of COVID, like, once it became something where it was like more comfortable for me, I was realizing like for the first time I would be like waking up or like watching TV at the end of the night and have this feeling that, Oh, I could have logged in to DoorDash for these three hours. Like I never have a schedule. I mm-hmm. So it's like, I kind of was really enjoying how I wasn't bound by these scheduled hours for which I would be, you know, making an hourly wage, right? That Mm -hmm. I was, I had more flexibility with, I didn't need to ask for vacation time or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I could work for, you know, six days straight if I wanted to, that type of thing. But all of a sudden my, my brain was constantly like shaming me mm. because now all of my free time was potential work time. Oh, dang. And that had never happened <clears throat> to me before. Right. There was a clear divide between work and rest. Yeah. And this, your brain had basically like, and that, that's capitalism. That's also like hustle culture, which is part of capitalism, totally. right? It's just yeah. like always be working. Like if there's time, you can, you know, it's, that's, that's wild though. How did you get over that? Or are you still working on that? Yeah, I mean, I less and less, but even actually just like last weekend, I had like three days to myself, like I'm crashing with my friend Lane Mm -hmm. and she was out of town and I kind of had this like, yeah, I have like three days to like work. I could make a, I could make a lot of money in this time. And then it was like, so this kind of flashback to like the old like procrastinatory thing it was like i was telling Mm -hmm. myself that the potential 500 dollars, like if i'm like if i worked 500 dollars, is like the you know 15 page essay that's due monday morning you know 
and I'm like, uh, I don't want to do it today. I have so much time. I have so much time. I like this freedom. I'm going to watch this show. I never give myself shows. Oh, but I should go. Crap. I wasted that weekend. I could have had all that late night money. And it was like, and it's like laughable mm-hmm. the way that that comes in. And it's like so powerful for me to be able to kind of stop it or like, you know, kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm imagining like one of those uh, like playground spin, like spinners, you know, where you'd grab mm-hmm. on and, and it's kind of like, I sometimes I have to just like grab the spinner and it kind of yanks my arm, but I have to be like, yo, these stories aren't true. Like, like that's, that's old beliefs that right. That is still like the rusted old framework that is hard to yank apart from where I'm trying to build the new voice, the new voice that like believes in me and allows for for me to give myself that space and also like doesn't you know it's such a tendency for me to kind of go full in on shit and and then go full out and and like Mm -hmm. ping pong back and forth of of my own perception of like I mean god I I have a song where I talk about my internalized capitalist mind where Mm. it's like I I kind of have this like like work is good, like relax is bad, you know, it's like, oh, mm. I have to like slap its hands away from the steering wheel every day. That's, yeah, I think it's, it's so socialized that it makes it hard to unlearn, right? It's just part of, because it exists in your own brain, in my brain too. But even if you get good at training it out or, at you know, grabbing the steering wheel and taking over, it's like there's that societal pressure that it's not that that's completely operating on the same level, you know. So even if you hit that point where you grab the steering wheel back and you're like, OK, this, I'm not going to listen to this anymore. Work is not relaxation. Work is not healthy for me or, or what have you. Well, then you walk out the front door and everybody else is telling you what you just tried to unlearn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's that's the tough thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So, how are you feeling about, about your chapter? Would you care to, to talk a little about what's been going on in your life? Yeah, man. I am... I'm feeling some big feelings about <laughs> about the chapter of life mm. that I'm heading into. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, uh, I feel like the way that I'm stumbling and stuttering right now is a pretty good definition of my like general sense of overwhelm. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard to pin it all down. Uh, I'm having a child in October, which is like, it's, I I don't have words for it. It's just like, (laughs) Yeah, it's just like spectacular. It's the most insane thing I could possibly fathom. And I also like hesitate to even speak on it because like as I talk, I can hear all the cliches coming out. And like, I'm obviously not the first person to do this, right? Yeah, yeah. And there there have been, you know, billions before that have felt these feelings and and explained them much more eloquently and thoughtfully. But, uh, But I, in a way, feel like I'm experiencing 
all of those people through mm. a moment, if that makes sense. It's like a, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's an energy. Um, yeah. I had, a, I had a guy who, a guy I know kind of in a vague sense from a singing community. He commented on this picture and said, having a kid is one of the most revolutionary and radical acts there are. And I was like, huh, I don't really talk to you that often. And that's like a very big thing to say. So thank mm. you. And I've been like thinking a lot about that. Um, but yeah, that's like the focus of the chapter that I'm in right now. I mean, there's, yeah. I'm, I'm having a kid. It's, it's crazy. Like it's crazy to me. <laughs> and it really doesn't even feel like a, my wife and I also, Elise and I bought a house this year, which is yeah. cool. Uh, awesome. and, and we're doing things that in a kind of, you know, if I like backtrack to when I was like 15, I feel like I'm doing a lot of things that feel like life milestones or like markers but now that I'm in it, it doesn't feel like that at all. Mm. Like, this is not, I'm not like, I'm excited. I'm happy that I bought a house. I'm not proud of it. It's just like something that I did. I'm happy, but it's, yeah. not, like a, it's not like a checklist item, right? Um, and the same thing with the child. It's like, I'm, I'm so, so excited and so filled with awe and joy and just like so many things I can't even explain. But in response to the actual question, right, like it, it almost doesn't even feel like a chapter because I think that trivializes it in a way of like, well, when you become an adult, you like do, you buy a house, you have a kid, you start a family. And like, just like, and people do that. Right. Right. Whether or not they want to, like some people do just fall into the thing. And I kind of like have that weird fear of like, oh, I'm just falling into the thing. I'm like doing the yeah. routine. I'm, I'm following the steps. And I'm so <laughs> genuinely excited and like happy about these steps if that makes yeah. sense, where uh, the house, again, the house to me is like a, well, cool, that's big, it's a big deal, but like I could take it or leave it. Having, like creating a human is just such a mind fuck. I like, I cannot, I don't, I don't know. And I'm still months away. And the fact that I'm already feeling that now, I can't even begin to process what's going to happen to my brain and spirit and soul when this kid comes into the world, you know? Dude, it's like, from like it's like time forever moves differently now in a way mm -hmm. you know? yeah like dang mm -hmm. like you're you have like this visual representation and like experiential like trajectory like that's that lies forth and yeah and yet like you said like i really like that idea of like that feeling connected to all of those before you it's like that it's it's something that yeah you're like oh man like you know that they know right yeah that, <laughs> that's it and then, like it's heavy it's it's like, but, like you're in community with other people right yeah and that it doesn't take parenthood or, or marriage or a job. It doesn't take any of those things to like have that, but it's just like true community that you have to be a part of. Right. And, yeah. and, and I, I'm saying that like, I'm meaning like, I think that goes for anything. Like, I think that goes for art. Right. I can mm -hmm. fuck around and sing some songs here and there. I, I'm not an artist. I'm not in community with artists. Right. Because I don't have that actual, I don't have the understanding of like living for my art. 
Mm. And I think that's, that's part of the thing. I've had lifelong respect and admiration for anyone raising a kid. It's amazing. I've never been in community with them until I think now. Right. Mm. And like, I'm approaching that. Yeah. But I, I also, I also want to shy away from it, kind of shun this thing of like, you know, I, I think there's also this like weird entrenched supremacy of like parents. Like I hear people all the time, like, Oh, well, you'll never understand. So you have kids or just like, well, your whole life changes. And I don't, I don't doubt that. Right. 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 But like, I think there's fully realized, amazing community and people functioning without, like you don't need to have a child to like experience community with people, genuine, true love, uh, you know, like fulfillment of generational wisdom or, you know, whatever. Right, I, right. I'm, right now I'm just talking out my ass. I don't know what I'm saying. But, <laughs> but I, I feel these things that I've heard and cliches and all that about having a kid. But I also think it's really disrespectful <laughs> the way that some people who have kids talk about having kids to people who choose not to, cannot have children or are unable, you know, like that's, I don't know. I'm, I'm tripping on myself now, but I, I hope yeah, I'm yeah. getting my point across. Yeah, I hear you. I, I, the I idea of that. saying like, you just, you, you don't understand because like, well, that's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think it totally makes sense. Like, like kind of all the arguments that can happen. I mean, I, I think I've seen it, especially kind of talking about like social issues or that type of thing, where it kind of like a, mm. like a way to close down an argument can be like, do you have kids? No. Well, then you don't get it. Yeah. Like, but, but like, like you said, I think what it truly is, is just one of the avenues towards like, community like you said generational wisdom like not only the community that that you you know now are as this unit that you have created but yet also the way that your individual communities now have this shared story and, and, and shared endeavor and life to relate to that brings a different type of connection from all around you let alone from within which is what you are creating you know so and you're totally right like there there isn't this isn't the way that trumps all the other ways but like it it's yeah it's like i mean love incarnate in a way you know Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, that's that's it. That's the chapter I'm I'm yeah. opening and writing. <laughs> cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think you know to. I don't know if this is backtracking or not, but in a way, I think I'm incredibly overjoyed. And feeling fulfilled that I am living right now, not for work i'm living for my life if that makes sense like going back to the conversation about how we define ourselves and, and capitalism okay. and, and what kind of presentation we're trying to put off and this and that my job doesn't really concern me <laughs> anymore i mean i need to have a job uh, but to be raising a kid right but but it's not about that it's just it's only about my partner and my child yeah 
Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. So in terms of life chapters, like, you know, it's like, I really don't want to lose my job for capitalistic reasons. But if I did, I'd find something else. Right. I'd find something else. I'd do something else. I'm like, I'm not, I don't concern myself with that as much because I see so much value in like living for people, which has always been, I think my baseline, like my, I operate for others um, and myself. It's good to be selfish sometimes, you know, within limits. But I think there have been times in my life that I've gotten too close to identifying with what I do professionally. And I now feel myself drawing away from that in a way that actually feels healthy to me. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a similar way, I I, I feel that I feel similar. Like I've been talking lately about, you know, my, my mom was telling me about how, you know, I, so I left, uh, in September to go on what I thought would be a one month road trip to the Atlantic and back. Mm-hmm. And here I am in Los Angeles, like seven and a half months later. Um, Wrong ocean, my... man. Yeah. Well, I, Oh, I, I made it to it. The <laughs> and <laughs> no, and no, the I'm next just, one too. Okay. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> you know, she was like, and this kind of goes back to like just how ingrained, that that's the question she's fielding is just, you know, people in her community being like, what's Wes up to? Mm -hmm. And she was telling me, she's like, I know that like, you know, the question they're asking me, the answer that I have for them is he's working for DoorDash, Mm. but that's not what it is. Right. And so I have also in this way, uncoupled myself from my resume and from that right now being the thing and kind of having that focus um, because right now, like, like basically like the energy of me just saying there's more for me out on the road right now than there is just, you know, I had the storyline of, what a great opportunity to live at home during the pandemic, save up a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Start paying yeah. back, start paying back my loans and my credit card. Right. Like that was kind of what I wanted. And actually like a few days before <clears throat> I left on my trip, I, I like went and got this job to have a paper route, like delivering the daily paper in my town. Mm-hmm. And I would have to go pick up the paper every single day at 3 a.m. Whoa. <laughs> Which I didn't really think about when I like signed up for the job. I was yeah. thinking like 6 a.m., but it's like, it has yeah. to be like- But the paper the... gets like delivered at 5 a.m. Yeah. It has to be on every stoop <laughs> by 5 a.m. Damn. And I was kind of like, okay, perfect. I'm going to work like late nights DoorDash, and then I'll just like work until 2 a.m., go straight to the Gazette paper place, like get my money. And it would be like an extra, what was it? Like, I don't know, a thousand bucks a month. Mm-hmm. That's like an income, bro. Yeah. Significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, or actually, actually, I think it was a hundred bucks a week. 
Okay, so this is like, that's a little bit less. But but like every day, and I'm like, dang, yeah. I break this down. It was like I was making most of the money on the weekends. Anyway, fuck that job. But basically the first day came and I was just like, I just ghosted, didn't answer a phone call, just sat mm-hmm. in my bed and just kind of like turned off my phone and went to bed. I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. And five days later, I leave on my trip or like a week or like mm-hmm. so soon later. And like, I would have had, like, I had to give 30 days notice if I was going to leave that job. And <laughs> it was just like, it was this decision that I, I mean, in a way, I think it kind of spurred me on because mm-hmm. seeking out that little bit of extra income was a direct response to my mother. Mm. Like she was wanting me to apply to be a substitute teacher because mm-hmm. they were like really needing subs during COVID and shit. And I just, it was like, wow, here's like this, this like loving, supportive energy of her mm-hmm. being like, hey, like, I want to see you taking advantage of this because I'm saying that too. Like, right. again, I'm still kind of like, you know, wanting to, take advantage kind of saying like i'm gonna put my stimulus check towards my whatever my credit card or whatever which i didn't do that but you know mm-hmm. i said i was going to <laughs> um counts for something <laughs> yeah and like that was really me like and that allowed me knowing that, okay, right now during quarantine, my money isn't going to be like a job that I love because everything's closed. So I think that almost gave me the freedom to be like, okay, I do this thing. What else can I do? Live stream. That was kind of when I mm. started really exploring live streaming. Like, mm-hmm. And then as is my life now, I can now see how these other things that went away that I hadn't planned were like helping me build the skills that I would capitalize on in one moment that would open up a huge door to lead me to the next community, the next collaborative opportunity, the Mm. next podcast conversation. And like, and it was just like setting aside my like, Just like, yeah, like flipping, like which one was the main dish of my life? Sure. Yeah. Because I'm like, DoorDash pays my bills, but that ain't a main dish. Right. And like, you know, besides, you know, basically since college, the only job that I thought was just a job that I didn't think I was like potentially wanting to keep on to, you know, to do the advising counseling thing. I worked at Cheesecake Factory saving money before I went to Thailand. Mm -hmm. And that was the only time I'd had a job kind of just as a job since Mm -hmm. college. And I had such a good time. (laughs) Yeah. Like it took off. My life was open and free. I I was like, Mm -hmm. it was like this thing where I knew that there was an end date and that I was going to go do this other thing. Mm -hmm. So like, my sh- I was like 
covering for people because I'm like, this hundred bucks is going to go farther in Thailand than it will like going out to the bar here. And I was kind of in a place where I like had my sights set on this thing. Mm -hmm. But also I was like more loose with my coworkers because like there was, I felt no pressure. I was like more relaxed in a way, like especially coming right out of like a, every second of my work day monitored by the higher ups, Mm. you know, coming after me from my call time because I hadn't (laughs) had enough calls today. Like, and do you think part of that freedom and liberation was because you had an end date? Like, was it sweetened by the temporary nature? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Which is so interesting because that's also why I feel like my life is sweet in my experience right now. Mm. Because like I have, I'm not telling myself a story about this is how it's going to be. Like I'm using what's in front of me to access new shit. Like I was just talking with Lane, like part of what we're both trying to focus on more is seeking out novelty on a daily basis. Mm. And like, you know, back to, to you having a kid, like talk about bringing novelty into your fucking life. Mm. <laughs> like you, like every day is about to be novel. Right. And mm-hmm. like, you know, and like in such amazing ways, the full spectrum of ways, mm-hmm. like, you know, and so like in the same way that like you might have this thought of becoming attached to the cute toddler who grows up in front of you and fearing for the loss of that, right? It's like, in the same way, I might feel attached to being in this place with this thing, with this task and these opportunities. And so if I'm trying to like, this is always the imagery that comes up, which is like trying to grip and hold on to water with a clenched fist. You know, it's like the way that you hold on to water is simply by letting it sit, by offering up a soft, open space for it to sit for a time, right? And that's now how I feel about my life. I knew that the Cheesecake Factory was like four months. I'm going to work every weekend. I'm here for the money. But obviously, you know, the social environment and the, the coworker friendships, as you and I can attest, unfold naturally right Mm -hmm. um like that's now like you know i've been talking about how it's like how do you like co-worker friendships arise like friendships from the people who you sat next to class next to in class for our entire lives you know unfold Mm -hmm. and thrive and like then at a certain point it's like you have to go out and seek those novel experiences or like you were talking about with, with your like social group, like saying like, we all want to do this. We have to be intentional with this. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't, it's harder to just like, just go into work and entertaining yourself and living in your apartment. Like that can, there's not, you know, even though you can, we can see so much through the internet, I feel 
like there's a connection waiting to be forged and Mm -hmm. you know I've certainly witnessed and become a part of a lot of new channels of connection since the pandemic. Hmm. That's okay. I want to, I want to talk more about that because I'm curious about that. But first, sticking out something you said though, about like workplace friendships, right? Yeah. And like, for sure they manifest in a lot of ways. And I don't think in, in thinking about my own experiences right now on the spot, I don't think I've ever had a workplace from the time I was 16 until now that I haven't kept in touch with at least one person I worked with. Yeah. And that goes to like my people thing. Like I'm, I love people and I'm going to find a person no matter where I go. Right. Mm -hmm. But do you, how how much potential is lost because people are hardened or closed off? Right. Like when you think about that cheesecake factory experience, it was sweet and amazing because it had a time expiration date. You had a certain energy. So you were open to all this stuff. Right. Yeah. And then of your colleagues, there had to have been a handful who were like equally open and like it clicked. But then how many others are there just like, uh, you know, clock in, clock out. Like th- this is my life. This is my identity. And I want nothing to do with the, you know, the extracurriculars outside of it. I'm here to work for Cheesecake Factory and that's it. Right. And, and what is it like? Where's the switch? What does it take to hit that level where you stop being open to the 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 stuff that exists within it. You know what I mean? Even I think, like, like you and I, College Possible is where we yeah, met, right? Yeah. I mean, how many coworkers do we have in our little cohort? Maybe like 20 or something? Yeah. How, and I talked to some, but how many missed connections, for lack of a better expression, were there within that group because of the different stages, phases, mm. and like mindsets of people where they're like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to whatever. I'm just here because this is my job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and it's a question without an answer, but like thinking about the potential, if everyone could meet on that same level to me, is just like a fascinating mental exercise that again, will get you nowhere. It's like a treadmill, but it's fun to think about. But I think, yeah. And I, I think to me, it, I see it as just like, those coworkers are also just like, like outside of the job. I, I feel like that's often just kind of their perspective on their life sometimes. That's true. I think there's also an element though of like, are you here because you want to be or because you have to be? Right. And that doesn't go but, with just making money. That, that, like, that, goes, that goes with the place that you choose to make money. And not, even, everyone has the, not everyone has the privilege of choosing where they make money. I also want to acknowledge that, but right at a certain extent it's like okay what's the yeah. difference between a cheesecake factory and like a pf chang's like you made a choice somewhere here <laughs> right yeah so no disrespect to pf chang's or cheesecake uh <laughs> you, you, you see what i'm saying like it's how how do we all end up in those spaces whether we have to be there just for the check we still made a choice about where we we're trying to make that check yeah but i think like the way that yes i totally agree but I think it's like, that's like almost not even a part of it in a way. It's like, huh. it's like, in, it's like, okay, like in this shift, like mm-hmm. how am I, how is my relationship to this block of time? And I think it's like, you can be resistant mm-hmm. to it or I can be accepting and open and appreciative of 
chit-chatting when we have a few minutes and like drinking free soda and eating free bread and like like smoking at weed after my shift with like one of my coworkers mm-hmm. or like but like or dude i didn't get the table they tipped me fucking shitty like mm. can i get can't i get cut already like mm. i want to get out of here like this isn't even worth my time where it's like I think regardless of how we came to feel about the choice that led us to being on the schedule for this shift, like whether or not this necessary or we hate it here or love it here, how we walk into the building and how I experience the stuff that goes down and how I approach the one minute or right. How I approach like the, Hey Colin, yo, did you see that thing about Trump? Because we were together when Trump got elected. Like, that was kind of yeah. a, a moment in history, you know? We were, like, walking into a sullen office. Yeah. Um, but, like, not everyone's going to take out both of their earbuds to engage in a thing. They might just right. kind of answer the question and go back to their email, you know? So Yeah, yeah that's a good Like, point. it's like, and so the people with whom also are, like, yeah like you know not kind of like oh i have all this shit to do and like that can kind of get in the way of the other opportunities i mean i even look back at that time and i wish i would have eaten lunch with people more often i pretty Mm. much ate lunch Mm -hmm. by myself all like every day and it was kind of like me taking myself away and i I don't know i was like i was kind of like yeah, in a way, I was kind of resistant to what my expectation of that job was mm. versus the reality for a while. You know, it's fascinating to me about that particular job and also just like in office in general. And yeah. I'm curious to hear about what you were going to say about connecting with people more during the pandemic, right? Mm. I don't want to lose that thought. Okay, good. Um, but it's like the chatter. When I think about the amount of conversations you and I had in that office specifically, yeah, like hours of invaluable conversation, <laughs> some of it deep and meaningful, some of it just, you know, bullshit, right? Yeah. But I think, you know, in the past year, people have put so much pressure on themselves where it's like, well, I'm working from home and it's great, it's flexible. But then I also hear people saying, oh, but, you know, it's eight hours and I, I got to fill this time. And it's like, Listen, when we were all back in an office space, you did not work eight hours a day. I promise you. And like, free yourself from that thought. Because yeah. again, I, I don't want to turn this into a, you know, Colin rants about capitalism for an hour. But, but tr- truthfully, no one that spends eight hours in an office is working eight solid hours. You go to the bathroom, you take a dump, you get a coffee, you talk to your friend, you eat lunch. It's like you fill time. Doesn't mean you're trying to avoid work. But there's just no way you're working eight solid hours, right? And yeah. I, f- I fear that I've missed, actually not even I fear, I know I've missed so much of that socialization this past year. It doesn't mean I haven't connected with people throughout the pandemic or gotten to know some people actually better than I knew them before. But yeah. I really worry that, you know, so much of it, so many of us spend so much time working and all of those like interpersonal pieces of work, I think, have really been lost. It's like the only time I'm connecting with people is for meetings. It's for business. And I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to just like talk to people I work with and like know about what's going on. 
with their families and with their friends and how they what do you do when you're not working do you yeah have, like you know it's like what well, how yeah. do you what do you do who are you besides my colleague and like forging that familiar type of stuff mm -hmm. over the phone is like so hard yeah and even i mean even face to face Zoom, it's, or, right. it's, it's the thing of like i would say 95 percent of the conversations you and i had at college possible were because you sat we sat like back to back basically, yeah right and it was like you lean and you say something and it's like an invitation <laughs> it's like are we about to have a conversation or is this just a short question and that's gone away yeah right if yeah. i'm asking a question it's usually work related and it gets answered or if I'm scheduling a meeting, it's because it's a meeting. It's not just like, hey, you want to bullshit for 40 minutes? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and and that's something that I, I truly miss, I think. And yeah. And I'm not saying I want to go back into a, a physical office to be with people and, and serve the big boss man. But I, I am eager to get back to, to be around people, you know? Yeah. So tell me about the connections you've made in the past year. How, how did that happen? Um, or, in, or in what ways do you feel like you've become more connected? So the channels, I think, mm. are, are, uh, have arisen during this time for a lot of people. And I mean, I'll just say for me. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and... So basically like a big one has been TikTok for me mm -hmm. personally. And that then also has kind of led to me finding more of like my, like my, the, my spiritual interests and um, like, yeah, like things and ideas that it's like I wouldn't, I think, ever think to like look up and hmm. like try to go seek. Hmm. And so I've found that as I've put out content on TikTok and as the TikTok algorithm has understood what I enjoy watching, mm -hmm. that as like in this cool way like as i kind of basically and honestly through the help of tiktok and not completely but it definitely helped me see myself as a creator and an artist hmm. more i was like feeling like i had more drive and passion to create content and, you know, basically it all arose from me posting freestyle raps on TikTok. And then I realized that like me sharing vulnerable moments is also like stuff that people really resonate with. Mm. And so basically that understanding and kind of exploration of like saying things to the internet that are vulnerable and, and uncomfortable in a way sometimes but that then like has led me to communities and other artists who are also creators on tiktok and mm -hmm. in life mm 
and has like opened up a, a collaborative channel and like I have like so many new ideas and like and experiences because of, of this community that I've found and helped to create um, and so you know not to say just TikTok but for me that was just what sparked my thing when I was you know a month into my road trip um, and then that has basically led me to recognize that creating spaces for us the collective us to talk about parts of life the things we're unlearning and learning that like I kind of stumbled into be doing that on TikTok mm. and now I'm like okay this is what I can do with my entire life mm. and it's like incredible it's incredible I feel amazing dude And That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And it's so funny. I may have mentioned this when we, when I came in and visited you, but like when I got back to the States on March 24th, I was like, great. I had just gotten a job to be a trainer for this teaching program in Thailand. Mm -hmm. I had this job at camp and I was like the two jobs I was most excited for in my adult life got taken from me. Mm -hmm. And I now can see how grateful I am that that happened mm. because it basically showed me that what I actually loved about having gotten hired to do these jobs as a leader. Those were basically these two roles of these jobs were to be a leader in this specific institution and role. And that these authority figures had basically like given me the approval that I needed from myself to see myself as a leader and as an artist and as a role model and as like someone who has a lot to offer people. And I was like, I had some months of being like, fuck, what am I going to do now? Yeah. And when it was, I took into my own hand, like no one's going to, what am I waiting around for someone to invite me on a cool, fun trip? uh no i have to create I'm that gonna make one. yeah yeah it's like it's like giving yourself permission like, yeah. like you you didn't need that approval from them it validated yeah. what you already right. knew exactly and at that and at that point you hadn't come into the point that without their validation you could have done it yeah but it, like it feels good you know it's <clears throat> it's yeah, that's that's trippy to me, especially to think about like the time, the timing. You came back March twenty fourth, you said. Yeah. Of last year. Yeah. So like we're we're just over like a year and a couple months, a year and change, right? Yeah. And if you really want, to me, what blows my mind is like thinking about all this in in a broader perspective. 
we're both young enough where we can't be like, oh, decades ago. It's like, okay, we have memories, but <laughs> to, to a degree, right? Yeah. But, but think about what year did we do College Possible? 2016. Okay, so that was five years ago. Like, yeah. think about how much you've been through and, and how many different places you've been. Not even, like, geographically, just, like, different places in life within yeah. your own spirit in the past five years. Mm-hmm. Like, that, to me, is what is the gnarliest part of this whole thing. Like, if you had told me, college possible, where I'd be now, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, like it's like, <laughs> it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. It wasn't part of... It wasn't part of any kind of plan or design. It was just like, nah, I'm just kind of riding the waves here and seeing what happens. Yeah. And so, like, that's the part to me that's like, that is exciting, like thrilling in a way that even if I get to a point where I'm like, ah, I don't know about this. Or like, I'm a bit down on this kind of thing. It's like, this is a day in a week, in a year. And like, that's, that's just nothing. I have no idea where I'm going to be in a month from now. <laughs> right? I have, I have a guess. Yeah based on decisions I made, I have a guess, but like, that doesn't mean that's what's going to happen. And that's, that's what's wild. It's like thinking back to March 24th of last year, being like, damn, this job was taken. And like, this thing happened and we're in the middle of a pandemic to now this conversation. And that's only a year. Mm-hmm. So like, what next? What does the next year hold? No idea. So that's bonkers. And like the, the limitless potential of that is the horrifying in a thrilling kind of way. <laughs> Not horrifying, uh, frightening, I should say. Frightening in an exciting yeah, way. Yeah, frightening in an exciting way, for sure. Frightening with, yeah, with limitless potential. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Agreed. Man. We're about to hit an hour. This might be a, a natural close. Certainly doesn't have to be. You know, I was... Uh, talking to lane about the it was so funny back to cheesecake factory Mm. one of my last shifts before i went to thailand i i was live streaming and you popped on and then you and i had like a three-hour conversation late into the night when i was sitting in my car in my grandparents driveway i don't know if you remember that i know that we've had quite a few (laughs) <laughs> detailed conversations the timing of those yeah kind of depends but i don't i don't remember the specifics of that conversation um but i i cherish all of our conversations yeah me too i, I think i was thinking about it and it was like I had been live streaming and it was kind of more of like a podcast style it wasn't as mm. as rappy And then I remember it was kind of almost this seamless transition into uh, our phone call. And looking back, I can remember that it was like one of those moments as I was walking in the house when we were off the phone that I thought, damn, that was a podcast. Mm. And, you know, I think I've talked about this in one of the most recent episodes, but like what's been really cool that I've, I've witnessed kind of a change through spending more regular focus on the podcast is that I've been like, like kind of like basically like carrying around like my, 
my notepad with mo- like clo- like right on my hip so that when I have little thoughts and ideas throughout the day, writing down one or two sentences all of a sudden becomes like the whole theme for a 20-minute podcast episode. And over the past few months, I've like, it's become more and more comfortable for me to be interacting with lots of, of my, my daily life in this way where I kind of feel like, hey, I now have a magnifying glass and I kind of live in a world where I, I take a magnifying glass and a microphone and I look at my life sometimes like it was like it was like a a little process of, of self-awareness that I have been very surprised by because of the podcast. And yeah, it's been cool. Can you just tell me a little bit more about that, though? Because I'm like, I'm, I'm with you, but I'm curious. Sure, sure. Um, so here's one. Uh, it was, I was hanging out with my friends and I got up because my back was feeling like I needed to stretch it. Mm. So I get down on my hands and feet, I get into downward dog Mm -hmm. and the immediate narrative in my head is you should do more yoga. Hmm. Okay. And I popped up ran over to my phone and grabbed my microphone and basically ranted for, for like two minutes about this idea where I basically, and then that became the episode, an, ep- an episode where I was like, here I am in a yoga pose to try and like to help take care of my body. I'm feeling an ache. I'm trying to stretch it out. And my brain says, you need to do a lot more. Mm. And it was kind of like this aggressive thing. And I would, I, I like know that I would have kind of just let that thought kind of hit me and go away and not even really be aware of like, you know, it's like the truth is, yeah, I want to do more yoga, but like it's that quick little response that I witnessed in myself that I was able to capture and articulate in the moment that I'm so glad, you know, now it's something that I can tell in that little anecdote right now. It like, it sticks with me. It's in my body and head now and all those future moments. Now I have this little, you know, uh, you know, file folder tab that says yoga pose. And that's how I think of it, where I'd be Mm. like, I can just be aware and say, I'm glad I'm doing this right now, instead of always Mm. having to pull it on like the, you think this is good? Well, you need to do yoga every day, Wes. Put it on Mm. your calendar. Like, that's my tendency where where it kind of, I'm always quick on the trigger of like, you think that's good? Imagine if you did more, you know? And so that's like this one small example of how I feel like it's, it's, I mean, not to say that it's really beneficial for me, but that it's like little things that I think are really interesting. And it's like small moments that are almost unnoteworthy, but I like have my note sensitivity 
just raised up because I, I am doing a podcast as regularly as I can. Um, yeah. That's interesting though, like, because it, it makes you like, you're, you're tuned in, you're tuned into experience. Yeah. So instead of, cause I, yeah, that's a really interesting anecdote because I struggle with that a lot in terms of doing a thing or thinking a thing, but those thoughts or feelings or experiences just project you to the next, right? Yeah. Like instead of just, oh, this stretch feels nice. <laughs> right. The thought yeah. is, I should do this more often. Yeah. Like that, that oh God, I, I, that resonates so deep <laughs> and for like, so many different things, right? Yeah. Can you not just be present and enjoy or experience a thing that you are experiencing? You set out to do a stretch. You were yeah. stretching. <laughs> that should have been the thing. But instead, the brain was going in different directions. And like, I think that happens to all of us. But the practice, the practice of recognizing that and then doing something about it, mm-hmm. either you know, unlearning that behavior or channeling that energy into a podcast or an art form or a community of some sort, that's, that's where the real juice is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, I kind of, I'm a little bit like hearing myself and, and wanting to like almost give myself some leeway and be like, I don't have to always be aware of everything and always nitpicking and talk about every single thing, right. you know, um, because again, even me saying that is the yoga pose is that mm-hmm. it, it is me saying, okay, now be aware. You better not, you lost your notebook. Come on, get your thing. Like, but it, because I, yeah. yeah, like I can definitely make it so much more. I mean, part of it is recognition, right? Yeah. Like to, to stick with the yoga example, yeah. like you could, let's say, let's say you're doing the exact same scenario, right? You go for a yoga stretch and you have that thought, I should do this more often. Part of it is just recognition. So you stop there then and say, okay, I see that thought and I will release it, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Or you can see that thought and say, oh, you know what? This is a thing. I'm going to podcast it. Or you can see that thought and then be like, yes, and then actually start practicing yoga more often. It's the idea of doing something yeah. with that recognition and not just letting the recognition control your life, basically. It's a recogni- mm. or not, not the recognition, not, not letting the thought control you, basically. Yeah. So you have the thought, I should do this more often, and then recognize, oh, that's not what I want to be thinking. Now, what do I do with this thought? Do I practice yoga more often? Do I podcast it? Do I ignore the thought? Do I acknowledge the thought, sit with it for five minutes, and then let it go? Right? Yeah. I, think, I think there's a really, and that, again, that's a, that's a fucking practice. I'm not well practiced in that area of recognizing thoughts and then doing something healthy. I usually recognize thoughts and then they, they fester for a while. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, like being able to let them go can be hard, but I also think, and, you know, by basically, you know, again with this example i kind of like gave myself a window into you know um, like two minutes of me in that moment talking about it that then not only is about that thing but points to like such an a more general like response in the way that 
like, you know, what's cool for me is even like knowing that that example might trigger whatever your example is in your own head, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that's the stuff. And that's like back to TikTok. What that really helped me to do was to be like, who, what, who, why, why would I, <laughs> what's this mask for that I usually am putting up? Like where I usually am only doing the certain mm. posts and I usually am only sharing the stuff that's this vein. And I, mm. I share freestyles, but I don't share the freestyles that are saying dismantle capitalism or, or I mean, maybe not even that, but like kind of seeing that, okay, I normally <laughs> wouldn't talk about the voice in my head telling me that I need to do more yoga because, mm-hmm. so, you know, some part of me would you know, weasel its way in there to say, who cares about that? That's a stupid thought. No one's going to listen to that. You're going to get zero likes. No one cares. Mm -hmm. But like, what the fuck is that voice? It's not me. And not that I have to be sharing everything. Right. But it's like, it's, it's, it's powerful for me too. You know, right. Like I can now see that there's a lot of great, you know, a foundation of like emotional communication that I have been training myself in unknowingly for a lot of life. And that now can, you know, be the vehicle to wrap a common emotion in words and it can help other people see that emotion in a way that they didn't know how to before. Right. Like, and so there's a million examples of that, that I don't know ways that people are affected by our art in a way that we'll never see. Mm. And I think, yeah, the big, the big thing has been not withholding because of what I think people are going to think, but mm-hmm. being able to say, I'm going to share this if this is something that I think is meaningful to me and shareable. And like, mm. that's enough. Like, that's what I want to be here to do. That's what <clears> I feel <throat> like we're able to do, whether it be in the podcast or you know, people who make a vlog or people who do any type of art, like it gives us, I mean, yeah, art is dope, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, strong, strong agree to that point. <laughs> it's interesting that it almost calls to mind for me, like, who are, like, who are you or we or anyone, like, who are they creating for? Right. It's like, do you create, do you create for the enjoyment and consumption of others or do you just create for yourself and hope it resonates with others? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like this, I mean, we're podcasting now, I suppose. And please stop me or cut me off whenever you want to end this because I could just ramble for hours. But like, this feels like a phone call. Yeah. Right. Which is great. I mean, that creates a healthy environment to just speak openly and honestly. So I'm just like, to me, I'm like, oh, I'm just chopping it up with Wes. And like, totally. if people, if people want to consume, you know, more power to them. But this is not, I'm not thinking about 
an audience. I'm not thinking about performance. Right. I'm just like, I'm engaged. Right. Yeah. And, and I think there's a, there's a hard split depending on what kind of content or art or media or whatever people do. Um, and my, yeah. myself included, right. It's like <clears throat> when I think about the kind of art I feel involved in, it feels very participatory and community driven. When I think about the way I engage with social media, it is very performative, mm. right? Like I, I've got a, I have no like image to project, but I would say that like things that I share publicly are like only what I feel comfortable sharing. It's not authentic in terms of the everyday in and out up and down. Right. But when I think about the art I make, yeah, it, that's very just honest and with others. And I only share it in certain spaces, you know? So it's like, that to me is a, is a fascinating question of like, are you making for others or for yourself? And then how, how is it consumed and shared and digested? Yeah, exactly. And I like, honestly, one of the main things that I think about a lot is how I'm like, I want to have this recorded so I can listen back to me mm. and call and chopping mm -hmm. it up. Like, you know, however long from now mm. that I might listen to this again, like, I know I will be glad to have it available. Yeah. You know, so like, that's how I feel about my freestyles, right? Mm. Like, all the times I can be like, I want to press record, maybe like this one, I'll kind of feel the pressure of the recording. And it's, you know, classic when I don't record, it's always amazing. And so when I just need to be like, hey, I can delete shitty recordings. I can't, mm. I can't go back and record something that wasn't recorded. Like, and, and obviously who's the judger to say if this is shitty or good, like sure. other people will probably love it. Like even already, like in the energy of my trip, like I'm like, hey, I have these freestyles, like people like like people are telling me that they like them and i'm like okay yeah. five people fuck with this shit like who am i right. to get in the way because i wish more people saw it well the only way they're going to is if, if i continue if i continue to record it and put it in a place where people can go to listen like is there a maybe this is just a too romantic or something but is there a sweetness in the not recording because it it only exists in that moment oh yeah like like you know that because oh, yeah. i'm right there with you of like oh some of the best things i've ever done have never been captured it's like yeah but but am i only remembering them as the best because i can't prove it to myself that it was poor <laughs> i don't <laughs> you know, you know so, what i mean man. i don't okay. think so okay okay yeah and i'm not totally. i'm not that's not a comment on your skill either that's not what i'm saying i'm not trying to no, like, I, doubt I you but i i wrestle with this all the time of like well, I want this because I want to listen back to it. But like the moment is what makes it special. It's not like, yeah, it's not what I say. It's not the sound. It's not the acoustics. It's like, it's that space and time. But then it's also, the, then the, the flip side of that coin is that could be a self-preservation mechanism to not do what you truly want to do, right? Well, I'm not going to record this one because like, I don't, I don't want to ruin the vibe. But like, no, you actually want to record that. So do I, it. I, yes. And I got in, <laughs> I got in the way of myself so much yeah, in my life, I've been especially, there. especially years ago, kind of feeling like, 
guilty or like I didn't want to like like it felt like I was peacocking to be like mm-hmm. all right guys this one's going to be good trust me mm-hmm. like I felt like bad about believing that and now I believe that every moment of my fucking life like there's just no doubt like you know it's really interesting to to now see again back to kind of like what channels are we in who's there what do we do there and like you know like it's kind of like where do you even find them and like Mm. how do you find a new channel and a new community you know like it's so much of it is about our activities and like the people that we already know i mean it, it really can feel limiting sometimes and like I think I was tuned in heavily to communicating, you know, from far away in my time in Thailand, Mm -hmm. that I had a lot of people, I had a lot of conversations that I don't think I would have had with people if I would Mm -hmm. have been states away as Mm -hmm. opposed to, you know, across the globe. Um, But also something that you said earlier, made me think about like like you said that that moment it's about the moment and you can feel like okay i want to record this but like this is about the moment and like the ones that aren't captured are so so sweet but like what i wanted to bring up is how i've literally found an open channel to that sweetness because of like Instagram live and TikTok live mm. where mm-hmm. the the instrument of recording is the instrument of connecting me to the community so it's like my phone is the seats of my car with my friends sitting with me listening to me freestyle listening to me talk right but i don't have to say hey guys i'm going to set this recording on the center console like the yeah. the vehicle is recording us and like the reason like the art comes and the conversation flows the way it does is because of the people that are there right why are those unrecorded freestyles so sweet because they happen when i'm with you know three new friends of mine who've never heard me freestyle like mm. those are some of the favorite moments of my life which i will say i've had a lot of access to on my road trip mm. But like, there is like an electricity to that moment that is because of the co- the collective excitement, right? That I mm-hmm. can't I can't just isolate. I'm the performer here. They're just listening to me. Mm-hmm. Like in those moments, we become one. Like, yeah, and like basically like chasing that, you know recognizing Mm -hmm. seeing like seeing people who are duetting my tiktoks who are adding to my art like this woman like lip synced Mm. this whole video of me talking like i have been amazed again and again and like now you know i feel like hey like doordash pays my bills my life right now in the same way you're like 
hey, my gig, my salary got me this house, but my life is about living this house, filling this house with love, focusing on the love that you're creating and, and helping to grow with. And like, you know, we're, I'm doing the same thing, right? We just have our different ways, right? Like mm-hmm. we are the one experiencer of life simply living out through the different windows that exist to be looked out through. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just sitting with this. Mm. I don't have much to add there, but yeah. No, I'm glad. It's a trip, man. I mean, like, just thinking back again, like I, I know I already said it earlier, but now in reflection to where we're at in this conversation, thinking that we've now known each other for five years. Yeah. And in that time where our lives have gone, uh, it's cool. Like, I'm just delighted. <laughs> I'm yeah. delighted for both of us. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Me, me too, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's all I have right now. Just feeling joy. It's good talking to you. It's been a minute. Yeah, it it's has been a minute. But, and this has been delightful, <clears throat> for sure, man. Yeah, I didn't know what I was getting into with the podcast, but it was very normal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also like. I mean, especially with you, I was like, I already know we can talk for an extended period of time Uh about myriad subjects and like, you know, not feel like I'm like tapping my foot kind of saying, all right, good to talk to you, man. Like, you know, a lot of people, I I don't always feel the, the same kind of conversational energy. Sure. It's, I feel like it's rare. Yeah. And maybe it's just rare in my life. I don't know if it's actually rare, but to me, I could count on one hand the number of people I know who I could talk to in this kind of fashion where it's like, oh, Wes is calling me not for any reason. And there's, and there's no like line of interview here. It's just like, (laughs) he's just going to call me and we're going to talk. And I am only excited about it. Right. There are people who call me and I'm like, I I know this call could be an hour, but like, I'm not looking forward to it because like, I know what this is about to be. (laughs) And Mm. that's, and that's not what this is. Um, But it's, it's rare, I think, to like, just have that line of, I think it's a truly like going back to the idea of just like community, like, you know, who's in your community. And if you're like on the same wavelength, I guess, of just like what you're about, you can just, talk yeah <laughs> i yeah. don't know how else to put it it's like yeah i, I told Elise earlier because she was out at her sister's and she said oh what do you have going on tonight and i said i got a call scheduled with wes at seven she goes okay i'll see you tomorrow morning then because <laughs> she just knew <laughs> right it's like it's like oh okay uh, and like she was i mean she was being funny but at the same time it's yeah. like, this this could be a half hour it could be four hours like, and i really yeah. don't know yeah and i also don't want to put a cap on it because it's like i just like talking to wes that's how it is so so i appreciate the conversation this is what i mean to say by all this well as do i and uh yeah i think like 
what's so cool is for me to now have so many great conversations because, you know, all the conversations we've had, I'm like, I bet you like other people would be engaged listeners here. Like, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, not only like, are we, you know, steeped in the joy uh, of this meandering, but like, like you said, like, you know, it, it, I can totally see and I know there are people who, who may have never been around and had the opportunity to have a type of conversation like this. Mm. I mean, because it is so rare and, you know, even in my life, it's something that can be hard to ask for. Mm. Like, in in regular life, you know, no podcast, just kind of like, hey, can we, you know, even kind of the phone call, it's like, well, what, what's up? Like, there's always kind of an agenda for the most part. Lots of conversations have, yeah. have like specific topics and like, mm-hmm. or oftentimes a specific, like, conversations can kind of divulge and become a little bit more argumentative and like like mm. not as not as collaborative and more competitive in a way I, i've had those conversations too not to say that that's bad um differing opinions but mm-hmm. like yeah there's there's an effortlessness that <clears throat> i'm happy to to experience with you and to share mm-hmm. with others and yeah appreciate you saying that and it's it's good it's like healthy and humbling for me to hear that too because i think i have that that block where i'm like who nobody wants to listen to me speak Mm -hmm. (laughs) like what again this is just like a phone call between me and wes but it's like it's really healthy to hear you say that to me in terms of like there could be people here that want to tune in and be engaged and like consume this. Right. Yeah. And even looking at the time now and seeing how long we've been chatting, it's like, I am curious to go back and hear what I Colin said yeah. an hour ago. Right. Cause right. Like, you know, I've been, I've been engaged for this conversation, but I've said so much at this point, I can't remember everything I've said. And I'd be curious to go back and be like, wow, that was me an hour ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I have much to learn. I have much to learn from myself. So it is a good <laughs> exercise to, to do this. Yeah. And, you know, I was actually doing this this morning with, with the episode I just released today. And I was remembering as I was listening that I, while Kendra was talking, I had been thinking about what I was going to say next. And I was mm. like, oh my God, what a cool point that I don't think I was paying attention to the first time Mm. because I was kind of like ready to jump in, you know, Mm -hmm. and and not in any type of interruptive way, but like in an inspired way, like, you know, when, when we are, when we get that glimmer of, you know, something you said triggers, Oh, I, I have another thing to add to that. You know, that can, even if it's for 10 seconds, take my, my listening mind in back into my brain hmm. and you know miss some of the the small details but yeah i think this is a 
this is a good way to end. It's right on. Perfect time, I think. I like a nice hour and a half. Just a clean 90 minutes. Clean 90. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for having um, me on. You're welcome. Thank you for doing it. I will let you know when it goes up. Um, also, if you wanted to put any type of bio or anything about you for the podcast description, you can send me as however many sentences, or you can just let me do that if you don't care. Um, and then basically we end with the guests saying, never stop learning. I do care about my bio, but I want you to write it. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Or, or, or not, or not write it. I mean, like keep it as brief as you want, but, uh, I, I don't want to use the expression. I don't care because I do, but I, tr I trust you to do what is appropriate. Okay. And do you want to, do you care to see it before I post? No, nah, man, I trust you. All right, cool. Love that. And uh, yeah, with that, I guess I can say never stop learning. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Wes. Love you, man. Love you. Talk to you later. Take care, dude. Thanks, you too.
I'm just family with you Can you listen to the words that I'm saying? And I don't need you listening But I know that if you do, we feel connected right now Don't you? <laughs> I've been doing, I'm on the right track now.